Welcome to the Chamber of Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. I am Steve Cox and we are today joined by Dr. Becky Penites with Insights Group and Women's Empowerment Center and Amy Reeve Robinson with Tribe of Women and they are going to be talking about cross-generational mentoring and multi-generational mentoring and, and kind of their story about how they were able to get connected and have, have been able to mentor each other over the past several years through the different life transitions, career, entrepreneurship uh, endeavors, and, and things like that, and the importance of mentoring uh, th- across generations and, and across life. And so it's a very fascinating conversation, and we are really uh, excited for them because they are also the presenters at the Hustle and Heels event taking place August 9th, which is at the uh, Center for Nonprofits in Rogers at St. Mary's Hospital, at the old St. Mary's Hospital. and. Uh, Uh, That is going to be from 1130 to 1, and they will be speaking on this topic again of multi-generational mentoring, how it works, and why it matters. And so we look forward to this conversation, and we look forward to hearing from them uh, at the Hustle & Heels event. You can register for that at uh, rogerslowell.com. Again, that's Thursday, August 9th, and that is from 1130 to 1 at the Center for Nonprofits at St. Mary's. And so this is the Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. All right, well, ladies, Dr. Penites and Amy Reeves Robinson, we appreciate you coming in today. And you all are, are going to be speaking at the upcoming Hustle and Heels event August 9th. 9th? Yes, <laughs> yes. So you said 10th a little bit I ago. Know. That threw me up. Uh, but uh, you're going to be talking about multi generational mentoring and how it works and why it matters. And you all have a very interesting story that kind of goes along with this. And so mm-hmm. just kind of curious if you all would uh, share a little bit about kind of what, what that is and, and how you guys came to, to be mentoring each other, as you say, and uh, partnering up in this in this endeavor yeah well I mean I think we're really we're really looking forward to the workshop and um, when we uh, were asked what kind of a topic we could present I think it came to us both very naturally and almost immediately um, because um, we we had that story in our lives and I think we've learned a lot from um, each other and uh, we have both have organizations that focus on women mm-hmm. and uh, Becky has the Women's Empowerment Center and I have Tribe of Women and uh, we came together uh, in that place <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so when we were presented with the opportunity to um, share uh, stories and learnings and things like that we kind of just said that's what we've learned most um, in being together and working together. Mm-hmm. And so intergenerational or multi-generational mentoring um, is something that um, we don't talk about enough. And um, together we've realized that mentoring itself has become very prescriptive. And um, and we just had such a good experience with each other that we started researching. Yes, there's research behind it. It's not, we didn't make <laughs> oh, it up. No, it's, it's fantastic. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Google says it's a real thing. Um, and so, and that's kind of where we started. Right. Um, so we, we were trying to figure out how long it's been. It's been somewhere between three and four years. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a mutual friend uh, talk to each one of us, and, and it was a man. And he said, I think you two need to get together. Mm-hmm. And he knew her and he knew me. And we weren't quite sure why he suggested we get together just to talk. But he did. And it was not one of those situations which, more than likely, you're not going to have a situation where the two of us would meet the first time and say, well, we're going to do mentoring. Mm-hmm. It doesn't re- it's more organic. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you agree with that, exactly. uh, Amy? Mm-hmm. You can't, can't really force that You can't really someone. force right. that. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we just came in to have coffee because he suggested that we do. And then we 
um, we shared some of where we were in, in our stages mm -hmm. of life and some of the not only professional but personal mm -hmm. things that we were dealing with and realized that we had a lot in common. Um, I don't know if we really at that point said we we know we can learn from each other, but we mm -hmm. knew we had a lot in common. And we, I think the first thing you have to do is, is establish a relationship. Yeah. And we were talking about this earlier in trust, mm -hmm. but we knew we wanted to continue to meet and be connected. Yeah, I think that the one of the main things was that in addition to um, being willing to meet with each other and, and what I think uh, Keaton Smith is the one that introduced us. We'll give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he just, he saw that I was in a transition point starting Tribe of Women and Becky was um, leaving the Northwest Arkansas Community College and mm -hmm. looking at what she wanted to do and she knew that she had a passion for women and he heard that and for both of us and, and really that was our starting point. So we did have a professional starting point I think but then as we sat down and we and we started in that place we you know as you do our connecting points started to build but I think a lot of it is because we were we didn't have an agenda mm -hmm. right we were being authentic with where we were we were exploring um, what one another um, where we were in our lives and so we started sharing our lives and started building that that trust bond which I think is you know as mentoring um, is becomes uh, part of um, corporate culture and companies and some of those other things, um, people are always looking for the how do you do that? And you know that's one of the things that that we'll be talking about in the workshop is that mentoring is relationships, mm -hmm. and it's become so prescriptive between mentor and mentee, and also that you know this mentor is the all-seeing, all-knowing, all-giving um, <laughs> deity right. that will tell you where to go and what to do. And um, even if you put the labels of mentor and mentee on on that, it's still a relationship. And right. You're not going to get anything from it unless you are real with each other and honest and that you almost have no agenda and you just explore what that relationship can be. Mm -hmm. And and so being open to that and, and really building on that relationship piece. So um, and that was and that was one of the huge things that we discovered on, you know, in our journey together was um, you know, within Tribe of Women, we call it ages and stages of life. Mm -hmm. With, within the world, you call it ages and stages of life. <laughs> but, um, and the fact that, you know, you can be having an experience as, you know, a 20-year-old that a 40-year-old may be having for the very first time. And, and, and both Becky and I were having experiences that we were both experiencing for the first time and trying to figure out, but they were so similar that we could connect with each other and we could um, share those experiences with each other. And um, that happened to be with our children. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Becky was um, going through... Um, with her husband mm -hmm. um, going through Alzheimer's. And we had years before um, taking care of my husband's grandmother. And so we, you know, I had a, an experience that although I was younger, mm -hmm. I had experienced something, you know, that I could connect with her and say, oh, I know how, I know, I know where you are. And yeah. let's talk about it. Let's support each other. Yeah. And so, um, and that, again, didn't take place all in, in the first session. But no. <laughs> really, you were, you were getting into you know, the we, deep, dark family there? Like. I don't know. We, we went pretty, pretty deep, we were pretty there fast. for a long time. But we really did connect. And, uh, and the other side of the coin, there's 20 years difference mm -hmm. in our ages. And we're not going to tell and you we're what not 20 tell years you. that is. Yeah, no, 20 no. years that is. But 
I can't um, tell from sitting here. Yeah, so I was really, you know, a, a budding entrepreneur, I, and I at that point did not know what that meant. I'm still learning. <laughs> She's much more established as an entrepreneur, and so I felt like coming out of the college environment that, you know, leading a college for a period of time that I, I probably had a skill set that could transition mm -hmm. over to, to owning your own business, mm -hmm. but it's a very different, you know. Mm -hmm. First of all, at the college, I had a help desk and two executive assistants, and I don't have any of that, right. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that was another uh, opportunity for to glean from her some of the experiences that she's had. But I, I think that if we had not, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself, mm -hmm. if we had not connected on that personal level, right. um, I mean, when we get together now to do a touch base, usually the first thing we talk about is where we are with our personal yeah, lives. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of the foundation. It's the trust foundation is those personal stories and connections. And I, what I think is really cool about kind of even the transition that we had. So Becky says that she wasn't an entrepreneur and I told her that she had an entrepreneurial spirit. I was a business coach for 15 years mm -hmm. before starting Tribe of Women. And so it was easy to step into that, to that role for me and continue that. On the other side, I was becoming an entrepreneur, you know, in the more <clears throat> literal sense, in the more literal sense, um, for the first time starting Tribe of Women. Mm -hmm. So in building a team of people, I could turn to Becky and say, okay, I have a team of people now. What do I do with this? Because she had, you know, had teams of people before. Right. And um, so talking through some of those, you know, with personalities and how to bring people together and lead people, I was able to turn to and lead with and learn from her. And so I think both of us have had experiences in our lives where we're, where we're seeing mentor being so... Um, um, prescriptive and obligatory yes. and, you know, when it is an obligation and when people are just, hey, you know, you want to be, it's so much more based on a position in a company, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to, if you would, if you aspire to attain a certain position in a company, people go and seek a person with that position in the company, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But if there is not a personal connection, if you don't really connect with people, which the other thing, you know, that we'll talk about is it's okay if you don't connect with people. Right. We don't all get along with everybody. We don't all resonate with someone. And, you know, a mentor uh, relationship where you are seeking someone out, um, you know, with an agenda to get to a certain place and, you know, go around that personal relationship um, it, it does become almost burdensome and it just, it doesn't work. Right. Right. So that, you know, the experience that we had and, and, and uh, continue to have, um, really started us thinking about how we can uh, share that experience mm -hmm. and not just with women. I think mm -hmm. men, I have a couple of men that I mentor mm -hmm. that are from the college and, and certainly there's the trust there and, and, and the relationship, but, we just, we felt like, and I was telling Amy, I went to an event several years ago, and it was a women's event, and I was sitting at a table, and there were sev several women sitting there from a, uh, a vendor, mm -hmm. and so they were, and it was, happened to be a session on mentoring, and they were talking amongst themselves about mentoring, and basically the process was, is the woman would go in for her performance appraisal, and she would be told, you need to go find somebody in the company to mentor. And so it was up to her, and so mm -hmm. she would might go to somebody like Amy and say, hey, do you want to hang out and mentor? Mm -hmm. That might work, 
but it's a real crapshoot because yeah. there's, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and yeah. they were, what they were voicing was it was a disappointing experience. Yes. Yeah. Because of that. Well, it seems like it can't be something that is placed upon you. I mean, there might be like some project-based mentorships and, and things like mm-hmm. that, but if it's a true... Skills-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. skills-based. Mm-hmm. It's personal. I mean, you, you said it, I think, with, with the key. It, it's relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to have that. I look back at mentors that I've had, mentors that I currently have, and I've had good ones, had bad ones, mm-hmm. <laughs> have some great ones currently, but yeah. it, it's very relational-driven, and that's yeah. kind of the key. And, and I, I think that's definitely a, a key point to what you said there. Yeah, and it can be... It can sneak up on you and maybe you're not seeking it out. I think that, you know, a lot of the work that Becky does and a lot of the work that I do with women specifically is, um, is know yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So if you know who you are and what you want and where the direction that you want to go, if you are kind of packing that around with you, then you're open when those opportunities, you know, come up and, and you do need to be intentional about it Mm -hmm. and, and seeking it. And, but I think that, you know, that intention is kind of like that magnet, right. if you will, of, of, I know what I need. I know the kind of person that, that I am, and I know the kind of person that I need in my life. And that's, you know, one of the other things that we, um, will explore is, um, also being open to people different than you mm-hmm. and, and how to kind of, because we all tend to gravitate toward people that are just like us. Right. And that's not always going to, um, to, to expand our comfort zone. It won't and expand, expand your horizons, horizons and understanding. And who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and so kind of, you know, building, building who that is, we, you know, we call it building your tribe and, but being intentional about the people that you're surrounding yourself with and also, um, you know, just doing it in that way of just continuing to foster those relationships and keep people around you, not mm-hmm. knowing if they're going to, um, you know, be able to fill something in your life. But that's the point of it being a relationship. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I think something that's interesting that, that you guys are focusing on is the multi-generational aspect mm-hmm. of it. And in the traditional mentor mentee mindset it's an older generation mentoring a younger generation Mm -hmm. but I like how you guys are looking at it from the the cross where where the older generation can learn something from the younger generation just as much and actually I don't think mentor mentee really is a description of our relation I mean Mm -hmm. because we're doing both exactly yeah Yeah. I mean you're kind of taking the traditional (laughs) concept and kind of turned it on his head a little bit yeah we're doing both and and age is not you know, it's not the factor. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, because, you know, being the, the one that's older, um, you know, we know we have we still have value. We know we still have a lot to give. Um, but sometimes you're not sure who's out there to give to. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a vulnerability, I think, when you're in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were talking about, talk about the intimidation that maybe younger people might be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that there's, you know, and, and, and to being intimidated by, you know, somebody who's got it all figured out, right? So we look at each other and we see successful um, people in our lives and we just think, oh my gosh, they all have, they have it all figured out and we become intimidated to approach them. And I think the secret is we're all figuring it out all the time right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they don't have it all figured out. And so almost this evening, the playing field and and becoming a relationship, a reciprocal relationship between two people. And I feel 
like if, if, if as a person seeking guidance and advice and advice, we look at the fact that, um, that we have something to give in addition to, we're all figuring things out all the time, then it takes away that intimidation factor. And we just become people together helping each other. And then the other spinoff of what happens is, as as other women or men see that that you have that kind of relationship, then they start to think about who could be in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and one one group of women that uh, with uh, our program that we're really trying to reach out to, unfortunately, there's there's been. A, not just women, but men that have been, you know, laid off in the workplace mm-hmm. here in Northwest Arkansas. And I've told Amy, I'll be sitting in my office down at the Center for Nonprofits on a Friday afternoon, and a, a woman more than once has come in because she saw women's empowerment, and, right. and, and she's come in, and she's just been deer in the headlight because yeah. she's been uh, laid off and does not know her whole world has crashed and burned. And so as we're looking at how we can serve those individuals from all aspects to try to get them into a more holistic place and out Mm -hmm. of that deer in the headlight, Mm -hmm. that opportunity for them to have somebody that can say, been there. Mm -hmm. Right. Been there, did that. You know, here's what I learned. Let's walk through this. Mm -hmm. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Meeting people where they are is one of the biggest keys I think we can do for each other um, as people and um, Tribe of Women was, uh, we just piloted a, a mentoring program between middle school and um, Ty- Helen Tyson Middle School and Tyson's mm-hmm. um, Women's Resource Group and um, that was a very successful experience and you know we went the, the traditional mentor route from um, you know because that's what people understand right. at the same time through the course of the program we talked about this is a relationship and these women i they would love to tell you about how much they learn from these young women and and how and how much they but they it was because they were open to it right and that relationship building especially if if anybody has middle schoolers they know what a hard nut that is to crack exactly and so you know these women had to meet them where they are so so meeting you know even through what we're doing with this workshop is sure we'll use the term mentor fine that's great because that's what what is known and what's traditional and and mentorship um but we're really talking about something else we're really talking about long-term sustainable intentional relationships that you foster through your life yeah no absolutely and you never know what those relationships are going to build you know you mentioned the middle school side of it I I actually mentored a a young uh young man when he was in middle school Mm -hmm. and um he ended up going into foster care and then I my my wife and I we became a foster parents he ended up coming to live with us ended up adopting him about seven years later (gasps) what started as a mentor relationship when he was in middle school yeah so it was you just you never know what's going to happen I'm not saying that's going to happen if you mentor it's well, just, there's unexpected results. Yeah, there is that. There, you know, there's that fear of of obligation, right? And people think, okay, so and people, you know, we all have, you know, this. Uh, I call, I say, busy syndrome is BS mm-hmm. for a reason. And mm-hmm. everybody, you know, is always calculating their time. And we were also talking about 
being willing to give someone an hour of your time for no reason at all. Right. Just somebody said, hey, I think you should meet this person. No agenda. Just get to know them. And maybe it works out and maybe it doesn't. Or maybe you think of someone that they you know, should know better um, better than you or could help them better than you. But you know, that's, that's an hour of our, of our time right. to make a connection and reach out and, and be with somebody and, and figure out what, you know, what that could be because mm-hmm. you never know. It could yeah. be could be me and Becky. Yeah. yeah that, that, <laughs> and that, I, the that, other great. thing I think is you might sow the seeds there, and I'm seeing that so much where I'll have a connection with somebody an hour, and then I then you know if they've reached out to me and then I we haven't really I haven't heard from that person, but then it may be months later. Yes. They're right. coming back to you, and they have different maybe needs, or they've come mm-hmm. you know, they've come full circle, yeah. and so you sow those seeds. You don't always know. What's going to grow. What's going to grow. And for me, and I think for Amy both, we like that, you know, because we know we've we've at least shared. And if if they take advantage of it and can grow from that, but it's always nice to know. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If they did. Exactly. Yeah. The give and the get is Mm -hmm. is a huge part. And that's, you know, it always looks like. You know, somebody younger seeking the wisdom of someone older is the, and at the same time, I think we're all fostering relationships all the time, mm-hmm. and and so making sure that you know we're the we're the Keatons of the world who just happen to have two different conversations with two different people at at similar places in their lives, mm-hmm. recognizing that, and then just making the introduction with without knowing where it's going to go, what's going to happen. Just, you know what? I think that your two people who should get to know each other is one of my favorite emails to get. Mm -hmm. But it's always nice to rally back to a Keaton and say, hey, you know what? When you introduced us or told us, Mm -hmm. you know, we should get together, look at now. And and it's, you know, it's so it's fulfilling for that person Mm -hmm. as well because he's, and I just gave Keaton's name. I was telling Amy to a young man that just recently moved back here and he Mm -hmm. used to be at NWAC. Mm -hmm. And so he's trying to make some connections and I gave him, Keaton doesn't know I gave his name. (laughs) (laughs) Now he does. But... (laughs) It could be a fun little surprise. Yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And looking at it, kind of, kind of what what you guys are doing, you know, in terms of promoting the mentorship, promoting promoting the cross generational, you know, you you see the impact that that could have over the next few years, just in Northwest Arkansas. I mean, the, oh, the latest yeah. projections are showing by 2025, 75 percent of our workforce is going to be millennials. Yeah. And mm. the, and the knowledge base that is that is there, I look at that other 25 percent. And where it's almost 50 right now, like over the next eight years, oh, 25% yeah. of the of the knowledge base is going to be retiring out. And the importance mm-hmm. of passing that that working knowledge on yeah. is, is vitally important to the success of our region. Yeah, and I think one of the things that Becky's focusing on is, you know, there's also the what is retirement anymore, really? Yeah. And so there are, is an uh, entire workforce of people who are of quote-unquote retirement age, but they're actually just looking for their next thing. Yeah, right. you, you, and, you should talk to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying yeah. to get him to retire for years. <laughs> he just won't. No, and so, and there's a whole life transition that goes on with that, which is, I mean, kind of what, you know, Becky had finished one career and was right. looking for the next career in one of the places that we met. And so how could we, you know, how can we connect and help each other with and through that? Because a transitional phase in life is a transitional phase of life, whether it's, um, you know, what do they have? Now we have, now we have quarter life, 
crises at 25. Mm -hmm. Apparently that's the thing. Um, so quarter life crises or your midlife crisis or your retirement crisis. I don't know. They're all mine came at 30. I plan on living to 120. (laughs) So we're cool. Exactly. (laughs) But you know, those are similar. And if we, if we box them into age, then we are missing, we are missing the point. Right. And I, and we've said it we said it at the beginning, but I I do believe we have to you know we talked about that there has to be some sort of connection and mm-hmm. fit, but there also has to be mutual trust. Right. Mm-hmm. Because as you go down this road, particularly with your personal challenges, you know, the, and the only way to do that is is to be vulnerable, yeah. and talk about things that you're dealing with, and to have that trust and that honesty. Yep that when you have those conversations, it's not going anywhere else mm-hmm. and that you're able to really be frank about yeah. your feelings yeah, and, yeah. and what's safe, going on. Yeah, those safe places are, are vital and, and, and both ways. So, you know, being not judging as a, as a person that maybe has more experience, not judging wherever that person is, um, creates a safe place for them to tell you exactly where they are and what they're going through right. and vice versa. That, that's fantastic. Well, we're, we're coming up on time here, but mm-hmm. uh, just do you have a couple maybe little teasers for people that want to come, come to the event uh, in August for the Hustle and Heels event? Well, I think um, I'm a facilitator by trade and Becky's been uh, doing programs for women recently. So we both know the importance of conversation with each other. And so we're definitely not going to stand on stage and, you know, I don't even know if there is a stage, but um, we're not those people um, that says this is what you need to do and how you need to do it. It's very interactive. Mm -hmm. It's going to be actual connection there together and having conversations. And really, um, you know, my philosophy is that, um, you know, people need to, they need to own what is happening with them. Everybody's different. And so um, having, we'll have some, you know, some takeaways, Mm -hmm. we'll have some um, things that people can, can work on past the workshop. Um, But really it's, it's, we want it to be a very powerful um, couple of hours um, together. Yeah, that's fantastic. And we want to challenge them. We want to challenge them to go out, and if they have an interest or need, uh, at the end of the day, they have to be proactive. And Mm -hmm. so to really kind of throw that challenge out. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's going to be a huge catalyst. I'm excited about it, and that's going to be August 9th at 1130 to 1 at the Center for Nonprofits in Rogers. That is the Hustle and Heels quarterly meeting. Um, And so you guys can sign up and register at rogersdole.com to attend that. And so I want to thank you for your time today, Amy, Dr. Panites. We appreciate you coming in. It's been fascinating stuff just hearing about your relationship and and how that's grown. And and it shows the importance of of what what that can be for our for our area. So any any final thoughts before we close it out here? No, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us to come and talk about it. You can tell we're a little excited. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. And again, that's going to be August 9th, Thursday from 1130 to 1 at the Center for Nonprofits. You can register at rogerslowell.com for that. And we also will do on-site registration as well. Uh, There is a little bit of a price increase if you register on site. Um, But uh, you can go to rogerslowell.com for the Hustle and Heels uh, August 9th luncheon. So we thank you uh, again for your time, Dr. Benites and Amy. And so uh, this has been the Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. Thank you.